Here, yeah. welcome everybody to the Finding Faith podcast. I'm here with Paul, and we up, met at the gym. We did. Yep. Then turns out that you're a Christian. Then turns out that you live, um, you go, you work right next to where you work out. Yep. And then we started having a conversation about faith one day at the gym, and we're like, dude, you, you just need to be on this podcast, <laughs> dude. It was. I was so pumped up that you were doing it, Nick, <laughs> because I feel like there are a lot of different podcasts out there mm. giving good information, right? But more along the lines of like, hey, where's your faith journey at? How have you continuously gotten there? And what are you doing right now to just kind of, you know, excel your faith? Mm -hmm. And it's something that with your brand and kind of like what you're doing, you know, everything related gives it a little bit more of a picture of like your why and like your purpose mm. versus, you know, looking at things and just being like, okay, I, I know why that guy or I see the success, but why is that? You know, what yep. is kind of like the root of it? So, oh, I like that. The root of everything. Yeah. And what's crazy too, is when you go to the gym, uh, you, you really don't know everybody's story. Mm. Everybody has their own story. You just see them at the gym. They're, they're doing their thing. They're working out. Sometimes they'll be wearing a necklace and sometimes a necklace happens to be a cross. And it's like, oh, okay. I think that person's a Christian. Um, but you really don't know anybody's story unless you sit down, and you have a conversation with them. And it was so cool that we, I got introduced to you. Was it by Morgan? Is Morgan the one? Yeah. 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 So we, we, I, I actually Morgan, remember. by the way. Guys. Yeah. Good for Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> also a singer. You should check her out. Just yeah. our live. Um, She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I got introduced to you by Tony like a day or two before okay. we, we talked. Um, and then when she put two and two together, she's like, oh, have you met Paul? I said, yeah, I, I was actually just talking to Paul and she came up or whatever. She introduced us again. Um, it's just crazy because once again, like you go into these places, you don't know their story. And I was talking to somebody else about this earlier, which is like, if you present yourself as a Christian or if you let it be known that you have that faith or whatever, you really never know what other conversations will come because of it. Yeah, I completely agree with that, Nick. And like just with your clothing brand and everything, I was seeing the fabric and I was obviously feeling it and stuff. And there yeah. were so many cool things about like what you were doing and what you were kind of pushing towards like the next goal, you know, trying to do this podcast, trying mm -hmm. to do different things to where you're being more creative, but you don't have to wake up and question yourself a little bit more um, than some people. And I'm, I'm not saying everybody needs to be a Christian or, you know, whatever the case is, but I think it's a good just kind of what we were referencing a little bit earlier, like a root of why you do things mm. and gives you a little bit more purpose, gives you some place, you know, a different place to just kind of like uh, in your heart, whether it resonates well there. And I don't know, man, I think it was cool because with our story, um, just with like Morgan and everything, I would have never, you know, thought that like, you know, there was somebody out there that was also just really trying to, you know, not only be an entrepreneur, but working in a similar country that or similar company that I'm working with right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, dude, you're, you're trying to find your way. You're trying to find your faith path and everything. So it's pretty cool. Let's, let's go to your, your story a little bit. So yeah. first let's, what do you do? Um, and then let's go into your faith a little bit as well. Cool. Yeah. So I am a national account coordinator. Mm -hmm. I work for a company called Inside Global. Mm -hmm. Uh, great company, 70% uh, women actually, 30% guys. Wow. So definitely a lot of interactions with um, different women of obviously like so many different, um, you know, backgrounds and, and religions and stuff like that. So I kind of really found myself understanding like my role early on. So I started off as a recruiter mm. um, and I mean, 
you know, it, it was fun. It was great. <laughs> it's a grind. But it's a grind. Yeah, yeah. that's the word. That's the word. And um, ended up just kind of really focusing on what was the next step. Like, what was I going to do? I was living in South Florida uh, at the time. So, oh, right you around, started in Florida. Yep. Okay. Started in Florida, right around like Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton area. Uh-huh. Loved it. Went to um, went to. Uh, college there and they did my master's over there as well so bachelor's did it at fau master's did it at um at um, nova southeastern uh-huh. and then just kind of straight transitioned into into work so recruiting was not kind of like what i wanted to do early on yeah but the company is so versatile man that yep. they're able to just mold you however you want so there was an opening in uh atlanta Mm-hmm. Uh, which is our HQ with accounts that we work with specifically like Nike, FedEx, Salesforce, different accounts to where you're looking at KPIs, you're looking at metrics, a little bit more on the analytics side, yeah. and then being able to work with MSP, so managed service providers and external points of contact. Dude, when I heard about that man, I was like, sign me up. Really? Like, wanted to go through the interview <laughs> process, underwent it, and it started off just it was a long, it was just kind of like a two to three month process. Mm-hmm. Started to question a little bit my faith there. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it was something that I was so passionate about and I was like, God, why aren't you giving it to me right Ooh. now? Oh. And, and I think it was me trying to do my own things with that. Timing. Yes. Yep. And, um, dude. Yeah. So long story short, ended up moving down here, got the role, super pumped. Yeah. Love Atlanta, by the way. But um gave me just such a different perspective on my faith journey and like what it took to really trust in god even when things aren't going well oh my gosh yeah because dude i feel like it's so easy to sit down and be like you know what god is great god is good when things are going well exactly and then the but what happens, happens when things are going bad dude that's it man so um, yeah, man, ended up moving, ended up moving here to Atlanta. I've loved it since and just kind of continuing to do that role right now. Hopefully just kind of progressing within the company. Definitely a lot of big goals, a lot of new initiatives that I'm kind of trying to drive. So we'll see how it goes, man. That's awesome. So I started as a recruiter as well. Yeah. Um, but I was with a company where, um, I knew I wasn't going to be there long. Uh, I wasn't good at it. I, it just wasn't me. I was never that sales type of person. Um, and I think it's so cool that your company lets you kind of branch out and do your own thing. Uh, when I was at my company, it was very much like, oh yeah, I mean, you can stay with your company, you're gonna get promoted, but if you get promoted, you're just gonna be like the next recruiter. It's like the top recruiter, the account manager with that kind of underseas or whatever, all the overseas, all the recruiters. Um, so it was really cool that your company let you branch out and do a bunch of different things. That's awesome. Um, let's go into now your face. So we, I wanna dive deeper into those challenges they were talking about but yeah. first let's just go back into how were you raised um was was christianity always a thing that was inside of um inside of your life growing up uh was it brought on by your family so let's just go into that story now dude yeah that's awesome i grew up catholic mm. so um my mom's <laughs> actually from the dominican republic so oh. grew up first language was spanish um speak spanish fluently which is pretty cool you do i, yeah. I noticed at the yeah. gym <laughs> yeah i was gonna say definitely forgot some great about interactions that at the gym but <laughs> dude yeah so grew up just kind of in a very catholic hispanic household mm. um just would go to mass every single sunday that was just kind of the drill prayers everything like that but when it came to just understanding god i felt like it was more of a rudimentary process mm. it was more of just kind of 
checking off a couple different boxes versus having that personalized relationship yep. uh, with Jesus. So did you did you get uh, your communion, your your dude, confirmation, communion, bro, confirmation, yep. the Eucharist? Yep. I mean, the, the <laughs> wine man getting a, a couple extra sips here yep. and there. Yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was dude. even an altar server. So you were in. Oh, you were involved, too. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. But it's very similar. Yeah, uh, very similar. Um, I got out of everything very similar to what you did. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, just kind of going through the motions, you know, in a way. But um, yeah, dude, I, honest to God, was not really in tune with my faith early on. Mm. You know, I was really just kind of trying to focus on the wrong things, you know, wasn't really going through um, life with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Just was, I mean, you're a kid, right? You you kind of are, you're thrown into this just kind of like medley of, all right, go to church. Then the next thing is like, you're going to, you know, we're going to pray every day as a family, mm. have a brother and a sister too. So they were also like, you know, involved as well. But we would just, sometimes it was showing up late to mass and like yep. not doing things just kind of like diligently, you know? So just kind of grew up doing that a little bit and then shifted my mindset when I got, you know, later on into college. So it took me a while to really just kind of like transition into who I am now, but but yeah, man, it was, it's a long journey. I'll tell you. When you first got into college, were you still going to mass every single day? Were you still going to church every, okay. So you kind of no. died off a little bit. Died off completely right out. Yeah. After I finished high school and mm -hmm. it wasn't like, Required. hey Paul, you have this definite like, yep. schedule that you have to kind of uphold. Yeah, dude, it was, it was just, hey, whenever I go back home and like I see my mm. parents and stuff for sure. But um, dude, I, cause I played baseball my whole life, you know, growing up all the way from you know, six years old until I was about 18, 19 years old. So grew up playing it, loved it. And that was my kind of, that was something I idolized in yep. a way. You yep. know, I feel like you grow up, I mean, some people idolize money, you know, yep. all these different things. For me, it was baseball and <sighs> the success that I wanted in baseball, you know? So um, once that kind of ended after, I actually went to South, so I forgot to mention, school before I went to uh, FAU was South Georgia State College. Okay. So it was a tiny little school in Douglas, Georgia. I kid you not, man. One Walmart, one like McDonald's, and one like I don't even think there was a Chick Fil A around there. But yeah, man, it was it was just one of those schools to where all you did was baseball. Okay, you know, like you, you played just, there. I'm assuming. Yep, played okay. there. Was a pitcher over there. Was more of like a reliever, mm. and then went over to FAU because I knew my passion wasn't baseball. So tried out for the Florida Atlantic team. Ended up making like their their fall team and stuff, but when it came when it transitioned into like the summer or uh the spring ball they they cut a bunch of people and i was part of that roster so i had to find a different passion yeah and that's when the working out really started you know from 19 yep. to 20 years old um just really <laughs> made that my main focus but still lack of faith you know during that uh during that time frame it was not until like my senior year like later on like junior senior year of college was when I transitioned fully into like, all right, I want to find my own church. Mm -hmm. I want to try to figure out. And my brother actually really helped me um, with that path there. So younger, we'll older brother, younger brother, man. So it was an ego check. Yeah. I'll tell you that for sure. You know, because older brother, it's kind of like more experienced, yep. understands the world a little bit more in a, you know, in a different way or a different lens. And my younger brother was just really, really kicked up his faith early on. Mm. So he was just super passionate about God and, just about everything surrounding it. Um, he would dedicate his life to it. He's, you know, still just like, you know, very adamant on his faith. Um, but yeah, man, he he really was the main reason that I kind of started going to church 
on my own with him. I would start to go with him. And then, you know, slowly but surely I went, you know, without him. So was he, uh, so when he was kind of embracing his own spiritual journey, um, was he still going to a Catholic church or did he already at that time kind of branch out and start doing his own thing or going, did he find his own church? Dude, he, he found his own church early on, right when he got to college. My mistake was I went to a small college and didn't have that first like initiation to where, Hey, I'm going to, you know, fully focus on God during that time frame. I was just like baseball working out, baseball working out. Um, and he just right the first year, freshman year of college, he was like, dude, I'm going to get myself involved in a Christian group, you know, going to try to at least just put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And it just transcended into something to where now he's involved. So going to your whole idolatry thing, when you were putting baseball first, um, now when, when that was happening, was, was your belief in God ever like tested in the sense of like, I don't even believe in anything right now. Cause I'm just focused on everything else. Like I don't even really care. Or, like, how did that go? Dude, great question. I would say for me, I never lost belief in God. Okay. That was never an issue. It was more so, God, you're taking a backseat here Mm. and I can run it my way. I Mm. can do things my way and I don't need to worry about you. I don't need to count on you. Big mistake early on. And I feel like, um, dude, it's so easy to think you're doing things your way. Yeah. And then realize later on that God was really just kind of pulling the strings the whole time. Ooh. So, so crazy. So there's a couple of things I could bring up where I would say I thought that I had control and where I basically said like, I feel like you're telling me and I, at the time I didn't know it was God. I feel like something is telling me not to do this, but I want to do it anyway. Cause I think it's what I'm supposed to do. So when I, I moved to Kentucky after college, I moved to Kentucky back to Kentucky cause I went to UK, um, bought a house in Kentucky mm. and I felt like everything was telling me not to do, but I forced it. And then it was just the worst situation I ever had in my entire life. And once I finally figured out like, oh, this isn't something I'm supposed to do. This was a mistake. It magically, like I I should, I bought my house, bro, in February (laughs) and I sold it in September. Um, And it was a house, oh, and I sold it for a profit, I should say. So I drilled, it was basically like a renovated house. I drilled a bunch of holes in it, put a home gym in the living room. Um, cause I mean, I'm a single dude and whatnot. Um, <laughs> of course. yeah. So like I literally had a rogue home gym in my living room, drilled a bunch of holes for my TVs and whatnot. Some, and this house was on the market for like two years Then I bought it, sold it like six months, whatever it is. I don't know what the math is, but from February to September, um, sold it for a profit for like $8,000 more than what I paid for. Um, once I discovered like I shouldn't be here anymore, I'm like, please just like, I, I thought, I honestly thought that I was going to have this house for like years and years to come or I'd have to sell it for a loss. I'm like, I can't afford that. Like I, I just got a job at, at Salesforce. So like I, I was making that transition or whatever, but like it all just fell into place. And it was like, God basically said to me, all right, you finally understand that you're not this like invincible per- uh, person that can do whatever he wants to do. Like, thank you for realizing it. I'm going to fix it for you. Well, yeah, dude, God will get you out of so many things if you just rely on him. And yes. when it's you're you think you're too far gone, you never are. No. Oh, yeah. we should talk. All right. Yeah. Oh, let let's uh, let's elaborate on this a little bit. OK, so you said when you're too far gone, you're really not. What made you say that? Is there anything in particular that made you say those words? Well, dude, I just I can relate so many times in my life mm-hmm. to where I've seen different situations or I've seen different outcomes of things happen. 
And then I was like, God was, I mean, he was there, you know, in obviously he's omnipresent, Yeah. but in the way of like, I made these decisions on my own and I got myself in so much trouble yes. doing these things. And then even though I've made those mistakes and I've really gone out of my way to fall short, it's like, God's just kind of tapping me on the shoulder going, Hey Paul, like I'm still here, buddy. Yeah. You know, you can come back. Like, so it gives me such a different kind of perspective now seeing how many times I haven't trusted him mm. and then he's still been there and brought me back to reality. So I do when I, I went through, I would say the, the biggest spiritual hardship that I've gone through was last year. Wow. And it was because I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing, but I thought based on society and based on my environment that these were things I was supposed to be engaging in. So when oh and that also caused like the most anxiety and, and like the most like pain that i've ever had my entire life like there there's just a bunch of things that i went through um and honestly after that year i strongly believed like did i make too many mistakes that i'm not even worthy of of anything anymore like if there is a god um did I do so much where it's like, I I'm just going to be rejected anyway. And I honestly thought for a while, and this is probably what made it even worse was like, dude, I'm too far gone. So those words that you were saying too far gone, like it just hits home because it's like, I literally remember feeling that way and, and it damaged me and it tortured me. And that, that is the enemy speaking because if you read the Bible and if you, if, if you listen, you're it, that's never the case. That, that is seriously never the case. And I, I used to never understand like, um, and, and this is just coming to me now, but I was talking to um, this girl and I asked her, cause this was before I got the idea of the podcast. Um, I was asking her like, where does your faith come from? Because like, I, it just, this was last year. Um, because like, I don't like, I just don't know what is real anymore and what's not real. And she said like, one of the things that really hit her was, she had an uncle that was in prison or whatever. And she asked him, like, she's like, are you worried or whatever? And he's like, no, because like I found God and he let me know that everything is okay. And like, uh, he, he passed away, I think, but uh, something along the lines of like, um, he spoke to me and he let me know that like, I'm forgiven. He, he basically like wanted to minister God as much as possible in his, in his final like days in his final years. And I just thought that was so cool because I think a lot of us, or a lot of people believe truly that they their mistakes that they made their past controls who they are in their future and they will never be able to get rid of their past um and they will just never be good enough for that reason but that's not true that is the enemy i think it's crazy man because none of that is ever written just kind of like in the new testament like mm. from jesus or anything it's really just kind of a common misconception from what we've adopted from maybe you know, somebody that was Christian that we might have known for like a little bit of time and then completely, you know, just cast you out or whatever the case was. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a dad that didn't love you, a mom mm. that was just kind of, um, you know, not supportive of you or anything like that. And it's a preconceived notion that we've kept throughout our lives. You know, it could be, you know, one of those situations, it could be something else. But for me personally, it was really just kind of, you know, my perfectionist mentality mm. and always trying to do everything to the best of my ability. And then if I fall short, error or failure was not necessarily an option. So 
I've learned that that really is the enemy kind of just creeping in. 100%. Versus God just being like, hey, no matter what you do, you're enough. Mm. You know? And I think that's something that we, we've we all learned. And even, I mean, when when Jesus was, you know, up on the cross and he was um, he was nailed to the cross and he was about to die, there's a man next to him, you know, pretty much just was not the best person his whole life. And Jesus said, you know, there's a, there's a place for you in heaven. And regardless of what that man had done, he mm-hmm. believed that Jesus was, you know, the Messiah, the person. Um, and he was able to, you know, uh, join him in heaven. So it's never too late, man. Even at the end of your life, when you're nailed to a cross right next to Jesus, he's right there, you know, kind of like smiling, like, thank you for, you know, come, uh, accepting it. In the Bible too, in the New Testament, there are so many testimonies and so many stories about sinners, like people that were cast off. The majority of the people inside the Bible were cast off, were castaways that were people that others considered sinners and undeserving of of God's love. And Jesus comes and he tells them straight up, no, you're forgiven, follow me. And there's so much power in that. There's so much power in these people. And once again, it was like this Bible obviously since I was born because it was made thousands of years ago, but like this Bible that I've had that I went to church with that I tried not to pay attention to, I would go to church and I would hope that my dad would let me sleep that day inside of church. Like that same Bible talked this entire time about all these different castaways, all these different people that committed these, these horrific sins, but they were forgiven by Jesus mm-hmm. and then they followed him. And I, it's just crazy because that was there the entire time and I just never opened it up to understand that. And even when I did open up, I would just never, I couldn't comprehend that. Um, and talking about following God and, and, and going on your own journey, like committing that time to finding him in, in whatever season you are in, is just so worth it. And when you put him first above all else above and in, I love that you talked about idolatry because I was just talking about this with someone before where it's like you put things first, it, whether it be a sports, whether it be money, whether it be a relationship, whatever it is, put him first and watch how all that anxiousness that you have, all that anxiety you have, it just goes away. Yeah. And I think it's, it's crazy too, because anxiety and these things that we kind of deem as, um, you know, flaws of ours. I mean, being anxious and just kind of distributing it in the right way mm. or using it in the right way to where it's like, hey man, I can't sit down right now and then just you know, watch TV for four hours, watch a new Netflix series for four or five hours, whatever the case is. It's like, you're kind of like anxious to do something, you know, mm. you're passionate, you're, they're all correlated in a positive way as long as you use them you know, to God's advantage and to your own advantage versus seeing some of the things like, man, I'm angry right now, but are you angry because, you know, somebody's betrayed you and you're not able to forgive them? Mm. Or are you angry because you aren't good enough or whatever the case is? So just being being able to compartmentalize those things, but then also understand like, where is this coming from? You know, is this coming from the enemy or is this coming from more of a passionate place? Amen. So let's go into, cause I really wanted to, to dive into this. You were talking about like you were tested during that time when you were you were trying to get to Georgia and there's a long interview process. Do you mind diving into that whole experience and what what basically would happen? Yeah, dude, there's there's so many different things that happened in in that what year kind of like time frame to where mm-hmm. I was in that recruiting role and then trying to transition into the new national account coordinator role. Dude, I remember early on I was in a relationship mm-hmm. and 
it was just, it was a tough one. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of just kind of um, back and forth. We weren't really seeing eye to eye. Long distance is tough, yeah. but in that situation, long distance really wasn't one of the key factors that broke me apart. Um, just wasn't in the best headspace with her. Her and I were not seeing um, eye to eye on a lot of things like I was saying, but dude, it was that kind of like weighing in, losing myself in a way to where mm -hmm. I wasn't focusing on the right things. I yep. was, you know, I'm not, I don't drink, I don't smoke or anything, but for me, even just kind of like indulging in food and then just constantly like that gluttonous mentality. Um, I was just, you know, eating kind of like whatever I wanted or whatever the case was. I was working out without a purpose, without a passion. And I was trying to go out and just enjoy myself at night and do it more of like a, um, an escape mm. than anything. So those were all just kind of superficial factors that were playing, you know, apart. And then to dive in deeper, I wasn't happy with what I was doing from a relationship standpoint too. Um, wasn't happy with, with who I was with, but also like what I could become mm. out of this relationship. So all of those obviously were, you know, were key. Did you feel like, and not to cut you yeah. off, did you ever feel like in that relationship, like you were stuck? So because I, you were so like into it, I will say I've never been in a relationship longer than a year. So okay. <laughs> I guess like after that year mark, I feel like that's when you kind of get a little bit stuck. But I mean, yeah, there were definitely moments where I felt like glued in, like glued mm -hmm. on the floor. My feet were just like stuck under me and I wasn't able to move or I wasn't able to progress with that person. I think just to even dive in a little bit more with relationships in general, man, like if you guys aren't both on the same page yep. when it comes to, I think key number one, like key ingredient number one is going to be religion, right? Yes. Politics can come and go, but like if your religion and your morals and like what you stand for are, you know, just kind of desensitized over time, it's mm -hmm. very hard for you to look at that person and say, hey, let's kind of continue forward because you think about the future, you think about raising kids, family. How's that going to work? It's, yeah. So <laughs> that was kind of the glue right there yeah. that I, that I needed. Yep. And it wasn't there. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it wasn't really there when it came to that. Or it wasn't as as kind of like God had presented it to me you okay. know, early on in my life and stuff. But dude, that was a huge factor, you know, recruiting and everything. Yeah. Was it was just not my passion either. Mm. So just a, a compilation of all those things. It was like, dude, how do I get out of this? Like, wh why am I, you know, chosen to do this? I have my MBA, you know, your ego kind of kicks in yep. a little bit too. It's like, dude, I have my master's degree. Like, why am I not making the money that I was, that I perceived myself making or all these things? And I went through school. I paid all that money. I did yep. all this stuff. Like I am entitled to get this. Like I For should sure. be getting this. Why am I not getting this? Yep. And I think the key ingredient, another key ingredient to that is the vulnerability mm. to others and to yourself and being able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey man, I have done all these things and God will provide. Just be patient and yep. be okay with what you have right now. Mm. And that was something that I definitely uh, struggled with early on in my life, in my career. And then now just kind of really starting to be a little bit more vulnerable with, you know, obviously on this podcast, super pumped to talk about it, but just, hey, what's your faith journey? What, what did it take for you to get to where you're at? Whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, you know, spiritually, whatever it is. And that was something that I was really passionate about. So, so you were struggling there because you felt like you felt like, Hey, I, I did so much because of this. Why are you not giving that to me? Mm -hmm. Um, let's, let's keep on going with the story then. So like what started happening after that or what did happen after that and what came Dude, about crazy story, man. But 
she ended up going back to Colombia. Um, okay. She was a Colombian girl and then wasn't able to come back to the US. Okay. So that kind of put a huge toll on the relationship. And I had to make an executive decision on my end and be yes. like, hey, am I gonna continue doing this and try to play the, the longevity card that really isn't a good hand? Yeah. Or am I going to look at it for what it really is and focus a little bit more on what I wanna do from yes. my faith journey, Yes. but then also what I wanna do with my career? So broke it off, man, and uh, obviously care about her, yeah. you know, from, from a distance and stuff, but it made me realize that the things that I was prioritizing were misaligned. So I love that. And you had to shift. Shift focus. And, yeah. and I, I don't want to say like, no, I, I do want to say this. Things happen in our lives sometimes where we don't understand it. And I just read something. I just listened to something and it was don't settle for good when God has great plan for you. And I think me definitely included in the past where I, I told you about the journey with me and buying a house in Kentucky. It was like, I, I sucked or I was seeking good and I went after good, but in reality, God already had something great that was planned for me yeah. that he was already molding and working on for me. And it takes that leap of faith and that trust in God, which sometimes is so hard to do, especially in the beginning, trusting in God, even when it doesn't seem like, like it is the right thing to do. Um, sometimes it takes that in order for things to kind of start correlating and working, working their way towards what is that is really supposed to be happening in your life. So, um, dude, let me, let me yeah. hop on that real quick. Okay. Too. Yeah, I was going to say, it. I was going to say, I love that point, Nick, but like, Dude, on top of that, when God closes a door, man, yep. sometimes he keeps that thing. It's a There's a bolt and it's locked shut. Yep. You know, he does not want you to go through that. Now, you can go through as a human being, right? Like we were given free will and we were given the opportunity mm. to choose those things. But once you go through that door, you'll realize exactly why it should have stayed shut the whole time. Yeah. And unfortunately, I bolted my way through that Same, door dude. a Same. couple of times bro yeah. uh kentucky colorado yeah. all these different instances yeah. that i could think of where it was like hey i'm making it hard for you to do this like you at the end of the day like how you said there's free will you yeah. can do whatever you want but i'm gonna make it hard on you because i know it's not right for you i know this is what you're supposed to be doing so are you going to trust me or are you going to go on your own and i chose to go on my own Am on my own. And then when I finally discovered, oh, this wasn't where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm not supposed to be doing. Once again, like, um, I don't know if you know the poem with like footprints in the sand. Mm -hmm. when, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yep. like, like God, there, there's one footprint for like one person. Like, why did you leave me that time? He's like, no, I was carrying the you whole the entire time. Yeah. time. I was carrying you the entire time. And yep. I think that's just so special and so powerful because at the end of the day, God doesn't give up on you. God, God is always going to be with you. And once you trust in him and once you once you believe um, he's got your back and he's going to be there for you. Yeah, man. I think the the belief too, that's what that's the free will aspect. Too, yes. right? It's all under that giant umbrella of, hey, man, you got to believe just as much as you. You know, if you believe that you're going to make a million dollars, you know, in the course of your lifetime, right, or whatever it is, like you also have to believe that I'm going to get you there. Mm. So I think it's that combination of knowing and trusting God as much as you believe that you're going to get fit working out. Like it's a great example, dude, what we do just kind of with fitness. We, you know, when we first started, I mean, you, you started in gymnastics. Yep. I started in baseball. Yep. For us, it was like we maybe didn't see the visible results there. Mm. And we were just kind of like, all right, man, I know what I can get to and I know what I can achieve. But right now I'm not seeing anything. And then over time, 
and just like that constant pressure, you know, the tension on the muscles and everything, you get to the point to where you're like, dude, I'm, I've achieved kind of like what I've wanted when I was young, when I was a kid, but the belief from the get-go was I need to believe that I'm going to get there. Without that, dude, you're not going to want to show up to the gym the next day. You're not going to want to, you know, read a chapter in your Bible mm-hmm. um, the next day or whatever it is. So let's talk about adultery really quick. And then let's go into a question yeah. that I have for you that just kind of came to me. So cool. you you mentioned yours was baseball, mountain gymnastics. And that's so true. When I was in high school, all I cared about was making it to stay in gymnastics. And I accomplished that my senior year, which I'm really, really proud of. But that was my end goal in high school and then my end goal now has completely shifted obviously recently um i've fully been diving into my faith and obviously i messed up along the way and that's def- that's definitely going to happen but as i continue to try to progress and strengthen my faith like the thing that i feel like is what i care about the most and the thing that that i make my priority right now is just spreading the word of god hence the reason why i'm doing this podcast in the first place because um i think there's so much power in everybody's testimonies and i want to document as many as possible um that's why that's why you're here right now is i want to get your own personal story documented and your own feelings and beliefs on god documented so it could help out somebody in, in the future or also Having these conversations, uh, I notice this, and and maybe you'll notice this as well. Just having these conversations, these spiritual conversations, kind of strengthens your own faith as well. Um, and, and it's just in the Bible it talks about community and, and just fellowship. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly, fellowship, and and just talking to and communicating and being being in the moment with with people that have the same beliefs as you. Um, what would you say has started becoming your priority right now? It's a great question. I would say obviously physical fitness is, mm-hmm. you know, definitely a priority, but overall that, you know, uh, we can dive into this a little bit too with, with my relationship, yeah. but prioritizing her, um, prioritizing my, my faith right now to where, when I wake up, dude, I cannot function without being able to read a chapter right now, really, on, dude, right now I'm on, um, first Timothy, but okay. I've just been able to really focus on, Hey, if, if I get that one chapter out of the way, um, and more of like, sometimes it becomes a checklist item because you know that you can't function and sometimes you don't want to do it, man. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like, ah, the last thing I want to do is do this right now. But when you do it, you feel so much better. Your day goes by smoother. It's more of a seamless way of going about life. And I think that that has been one staple in my daily routine that I cannot take away. Bro, I love that. That's something I don't do right now. When I when I wake up, and honestly, this is like a terrible habit to start with. Um, I wake up and I just go right to my office. So like I wake up, I don't even because I work from home. So I just wake up, roll out of bed, go into yeah. my office. And like, I just do that. I don't eat, I don't, eat, I don't do anything. Well, I, I just started Athletic Greens, AG1. So <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm Sponsor drinking them. that. Sponsor yeah, yeah. Me. Sponsor me, Athletic <laughs> Greens. Um, no, uh, I just started that. So like that's part of my, my whole daily routine. But putting God first when it comes to waking up, when it comes to the first thing I do when I wake up, I don't do. And I love that. That's something I should definitely start to incorporate. Yeah, man. I think that just sets your day up for success. And I'll tell you something crazy, man. I've noticed, and this could be subjectively different for every person, but for me, it's completely different how I interact with people Mm. and how I go back or I, how, sorry, how I combat situations that might've ticked me off or might've like upset me early on. So like, let's say I spill, you know, a drink all over me. I don't drink coffee. So like, let's say water, right? (laughs) But like, let's say I spill water all over me in the morning, man. And 
all of a sudden I'm just like a little bit more frustrated without having read the Bible or, you know, read that chapter, whatever yep. it is. Dude, and then the next thing goes, and then the next thing goes, and then all of a sudden now I have 10 different things on top of work items, on top of just kind of like common life circumstances yep. or inconveniences. And you just end your day and you're like, you're frustrated at yourself, you're frustrated at the world. Instead of starting off your day, reading the Bible, reading the chap, reading a chapter, just reading honestly a couple of verses, man. Like yep. even that sets yourself up for such success because those conversations go by a little bit easier. That water doesn't seem as uh it, it's not it's as not crazy yeah, yeah that that spill isn't as bad no you know and things like that so yeah man i would I, I would definitely incorporate that and i know you're obviously a man of faith and stuff so i think even doing it in the morning mm -hmm. just right when you wake up kind of like setting it up to where you have that is, is obviously going to be super beneficial i love that and you mentioned your relationship and i do want to dive into yeah. that because i feel like that's something that we talk about a lot but i want to before we get into that part, yeah. let's talk about that season beforehand. So my current season, the season that you were in before that was a season of singleness where it was, hey, I'm by myself right now. I'm doing my own thing. And I'm just so curious right now because I'm in that current place. Like, what were you doing during that time? Like, what what was, yeah, just what were you doing during that time? Dude, I was trying to figure myself out. Mm. Honestly, I was doing the best that I could during work and everything. Um but not only that, just trying to get accustomed to Atlanta. I mean, dude, it was so fun just kind of switching over here, transitioning to a new city. Um, South Florida was completely different. Atlanta was brand new. I could start over. I could just kind of like create whatever path I wanted. Yeah. So I was exploring, man, going out, going to Braves games, doing everything I could, but then also getting myself involved in, in the fellowship, kind of the yeah. community, what you were talking about. So right now, I mean, before I even started, you know, my, my relationship, I applied for a couple different things within my company. I'm the wellness ambassador, um, for, for insight global for uh -huh. the HQ, which is awesome, but I've involved myself in a Christian group. Um, there, I actually kickstarted it with, with, uh, one of my coworkers over at insight. That's so, so cool, dude, it really just created like a good path for me to be able to get in a relationship and a uh, funny story about, I know we'll kick off, uh, in a little bit with that, but she was actually one of the first people to join. Uh, my group. So I knew right then and there, I was like, yeah, man, this is definitely aligning. This is matching up. This is God's plan kind of overall, because if God doesn't have an eye on it, man, you're doing it on your own. And that's the last thing you want to do because you're going to eventually fail. So being vulnerable right now, I don't mind getting into it. That was something that I definitely had to do and that I'm working on right now where it's like, I feel like you shouldn't bring somebody else into your life until you have that firm foundation with who you are as a person and, and, and just your relationship with God. So, um, what I would do in the past, and I think that that would bite me was I, maybe I would start with my building my relationship with God and I would start going, going on the, on this productive and, and what I would, would be happy doing like this, this, this relationship with him that I would be happy doing. And then let's say someone comes into my life and it's like, wow, this, this, girl's amazing like she's she's awesome she's super attractive that was a thing though that was another thing yeah. i cared in the initially i would say most of my relationships in the past was like how attractive is this person and then oh do, does she have similar interests as me but it was never like what is her faith in god my my most recent relationship person didn't believe in anything mm -hmm. and i cast that aside and, and it didn't bother me because she was really attractive and did you did you try to talk about that initially like when you guys first I talked about it one time and shortly after is when the relationship ended so i didn't necessarily know her beliefs because it was just something that wasn't prioritizing at all so this was um 
last year. Um, and it, it was beginning of last year. So it was a little over a year ago. And, um, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was, I was so into a bunch of other things that I was doing. Once again, it was me, me, me. It yeah. was, Oh, I'm working on this right now. I'm working on that right now. I'm doing my own thing. And I, the way it was brought up was I let her know that my biggest fear was death because I didn't know what to expect. And I would say like, Oh, like I, I like to think that I believe in God and I like to think that I'm a Christian. I like to think that there's heaven after this or whatever, but I'm like, but just the the thought and the unknown of not knowing once again, this is me like not practicing my faith whatsoever. Yeah. Um, like this would bother me, which is so crazy because like this would bother me my entire life. But now I'm in a, a place right now where like, I don't think about this at all. Yeah. Um, and she was like, well, what do you mean when you die, you just die. I'm like, well, that's not what I believe. Um, but after that, like when I, when I found out, okay, like she's just like full blown atheist. Like, um, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, like this person is not aligned with me at the time. It didn't matter to me though, because once again, I wasn't, that wasn't my cornerstone. That wasn't my priority. Um, but it, it's just crazy how your, your mind can shift now. So for me being in a stage of singleness, I understand now because I've seen all the amazing things that he's done for me, especially recently where it was, I went through a bunch of hard stuff, dude. I went through a bunch of hard stuff and he presented himself to me every single time. And he showed himself in miracles that I just can't explain. Yeah. Um, it, it's completely unexplainable. And having that proof and understanding that now and understanding what I, what I believe I'm supposed to be doing. It's like, okay, I need to get myself right. Just like how you're saying, I need to get myself right before I could bring anybody into the relationship or bring yeah. anybody into into um a a yeah a relationship with me yeah and dude i think it was for me obviously like we're right around the same age both of us but mm -hmm. it gives you such a different perspective when you were single and you were happy being single and mm. you enjoyed it and dude don't get me wrong man single years were awesome i really like found myself yeah. i could focus on you know the things that i wanted to as well but you do have to be content with being able to kind of like move on from that and that's where i was with my current relationship i was ready to make that transition and i was ready to make that shift in my life versus i'm kind of being yanked away from this from that single life and then i feel uh. like that's when you get the regret that's when you get the insecurities that that populate because i mean think about it you know if you were if you've been in a relationship for like let's say five six years mm -hmm. right and then you get out of that relationship and then you're jumping into a new one and then you're getting into another one for yep. three or four years. You're constantly on this cyclical thing to yep. where you're never being able to just like look at look at yourself and say, hey, am I content with myself? Yes. Am, am I happy with who I am as a human being? And I am, am, am I able to focus, you know, my relationship with God just as much as my relationship with with this girl? And so. let's bring up let's bring up the, the whole cyclical aspect, because that is something that we do. It's like we humans are a, a creature of habit, whether we like it or not, like we get used to doing a certain thing and then it just becomes who we are sometimes. So going into a relationship or one one ends, you feel like the need to to be in another relationship. How do we break that off? What what do you think is your opinion on that? Do a great point. Um, I've never had that issue because I've yeah. never had a relationship <laughs> longer than a year. Yeah. But um, I would say personally, from what I've seen with my friends, mm -hmm. um, mom's, a, mom's a psychologist too, so that definitely helps. But does. I would say coming from so many different perspectives and so many different viewpoints on it, if you take time for yourself within that relationship, you mm. can break that habit, right? Yep. But 
you also have to take time for yourself outside of the relationship too. So mm. whether it's hanging out with your girlfriends as a girl, whether it's hanging out with your guy friends as a guy or whatever it is, being able to have that time to where you're able to focus and devote yourself to God, but also devote yourself to yourself. Finding yourself. Yeah, man, because if you, I, I've seen plenty of people that have transitioned into another relationship and it's been a super, you know, an extreme success. Mm -hmm because during their last relationship, they came to terms and they came to a completed term, you know, with that relationship. So they understood it was like, I got closure. I got everything that I needed from that. And I knew that it wasn't for me. So you were, you were talking about in your, in your stage of singleness, when you're in that season, you were finding out who you are as a person, you're getting your relationship with, right with God. You started a group that you would meet with, um, and, and y'all would meet and, and just strengthen that, that relationship. So, when when you met your your girlfriend and when y'all were were getting together was there ever or maybe even before that was there ever a time in need where it was like man i really want to be in a relationship right now i'm going to try to force something or was it always like i don't think it's the right time right now dude all <laughs> that kind of got me uh <laughs> like thinking about it a little bit yeah dude the friendship stage was ah. definitely something that i feel is crucial in anything yes. right because when I first started just kind of getting to know her and everything like that, we were talking as friends. We mm. were talking like, you know, like two peas in a pot. Like we knew each other through and through. We knew our defaults. We knew our, the things that, you know, made us tick yeah. and things like that. So that process was, it was so much easier just to kind of like switch the, you know, flip the switch or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then go into the, the, the relationship status of it. But if I didn't have that man, it would have been a lot more of just a strenuous, uh, process because I wouldn't have been able to, um, just be, you know, jump in or, or know when the right time was to make that decision. And that friendship baseline or that foundation gives us such a different um such a different angle on relationships and it builds that that compatibility and it just builds that relationship of who they are as a person yep so just understanding who they are as a person i love that and i think that's a great point because especially in in a day now like mm -hmm. nowadays where it's like people prioritize different things and, and we have i think different um different not different feelings just our priorities sometimes get shifted um, yeah. because of because of the world that we live in right now. So building that friendship first and being like, I like who you are as a person. For sure. And I could hang out with you and I and I enjoy my time hanging out with you. I enjoy my time talking to you. I enjoy my time whether I'm FaceTiming you or whatever we're doing. Like, it's just really cool spending time with you. Yeah. And you grow as, I mean, I, mean, I feel like every relationship should be a friendship, mm. right? Like you should see your girlfriend, you should see your boyfriend as your best friend. And you should see each other as people that obviously like you want to hang out with. Like I'm excited to give her a call. I'm excited yeah. to see her, um, different things like that. So I, I don't see it as more of like, okay, there's needs to be a strict process or procedure to yeah. going into the relationship. Um, so yeah, man, it, definitely the friendship building that foundation. And then also just getting to know each other, like mm. seeing what each other, um, you know, what I like about her, what she doesn't like about me, what she likes about me, things like that give you such a different perspective because then you're like, okay, we've already talked about the tough topics. Yep. We've already talked about yes. the things that are, that are do or die or that are, you know, non-negotiable. Our faith. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, Our and faith. Whatnot. Oh yeah. I mean, we can, let's go into non-negotiables yeah. um, because 
that has shifted for me. And, and now that you're in a relationship right now, I want to get your perspective on this as well. Before non-negotiables for me, was like, I didn't, I didn't care about faith. It was like, we figured out. I remember I talked to a, uh, like a psychiatrist, psychologist one time, mm-hmm. and, uh, I was seeing another girl and, um, we, she believed in something, but it wasn't, she wasn't like a Christian. Like she believed in God, but like she also believed in other things. And I was upset with my, with my, uh, psychiatrist or whatever because he was like well that's not the type of person you want to be with anyway like you should be with someone that's a christian Truth hurts, and, man yeah so like but i didn't i didn't yeah. like how he was telling me to do something true, i'm like true, well true. i don't want you to tell me what to do i'm gonna do my own thing so then like it was almost because he said that it made me want to do it even more it made me want to spend time with this person anyway um but like my my non-negotiables were just completely shifted i was like well i wanted to work out because i work out so i want us to have that in common and then it was like well um my like i'm i'm how attractive she is, is is really important to me. And I was like, all right, well, I do want to be my best friend. I want us to get along or whatever. But like, it was never the, notice how the one thing I'm not talking about is like faith. And, and does she go to church? And, and is she, is she seeking God right now? Um, how, 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 um, how much does faith matter in her life? How much is it a part of her everyday life? Which is like the most important thing for me now, um, what were like non-negotiables or, or how was that process for you where it was like, okay, like this person does match this or this person doesn't match this? Dude, early on, man, it was, my parents just like really taught me a lot of different things with that. So my mom was a huge advocate of the girl has to be a Christian. Mm. The girl has to have some of these principles because think about it like this, man, just from the Christian aspect, if you let the world or your culture or society dictate who you are, it's ever changing and ever shifting. Yeah. So if you're not able to have a baseline or a good foundation, whenever you go out into the world or you go out into a relationship or whatever it is, somebody can just completely shift your mindset or shift how you think about things. Completely agree. And then it becomes something to where it's always just gonna be malleable. And I don't feel like faith in in certain ways, right, should be fully malleable. I feel like yeah, your relationship with with Jesus can change, you know, how you view him or how you view, you know, your status and stuff like that certain days because mm-hmm. you just love him more some days and then other days you might be frustrated. Yeah. But as long as that kind of, you know, it stays stagnant. Um, but yeah, man, that was definitely non-negotiable from the get-go with any relationship I've ever been in. Even though I wasn't as far along with my faith prior to this one, it was still something that I knew that I had to kind of, you know, lean my back on. But that's one definitely like a cheating aspect and, yeah. and we can dive into that a little bit too but that's something that i feel like opens up so many doors and opens up so many different possibilities mm. and it's tough to kind of go back from that i agree um but yeah man just good work ethic things things that you see as you know common kind of uh things in society right now that you see like you value from somebody else but also incorporating it back to christ and then being selfless you know being forgiving um doing those things too so when I was um, in, in in past experiences and past relationships, I once again, I mean, beyond doubt, my my clothing brand was created because I know what it feels like to feel like you're not good enough. I know it feels like to be rejected, not just in relationships, but everything. Like I got rejected. I didn't, first time I applied for Salesforce, I didn't get it. They rejected me. They didn't even look yeah. at my resume. Um, they just rejected me flat out. Um, Crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I'm making the most of it. Let's go. So, <laughs> Let's um, <laughs> Um, but it, it was everything. Like I, I, 
felt rejected and I know what it felt like. And I wanted to spread loving yourself. I wanted to spread, you can literally do whatever you can. And that's why I continue to push myself now is because like, I'm finally understanding that I'm understanding that like we can do so much more than we, than we ever gave ourselves credit for. Um, we're capable of a lot, man. We yeah. are cap humans are capable of so much is absolutely ridiculous. And once you get past the that threshold of like, oh, this is all I could ever become, it just amazes you how much you could you could actually do. But in in the past, when it when it came to not feeling like I was good enough for specific women, it was like I would I would look at this girl that I was seeing and I'd be like, Wow, you are super, super attractive, or I feel like you're better than me because um, of just who you are as a person. I'm like, I, well, I know my mistakes and I don't, I don't know yours. So I'm going to put you on a pedestal and, and I'm going to do whatever I, I possibly can in order to try to please you. So going to your whole idolatry thing before, when it came to baseball, I was definitely doing that with women in the past where it was like, I would, I literally put them first in my life. And I, mm -hmm. and I put my own passions, my, my own, um, um, maybe interests or things that, that I wanted to do or I wanted to pursue, definitely God, I would put that on the back burner in order to try to please this person. And what did it come with? Well, one, it's not fair to that person because no one should, no one should feel like they need to be at the top of, uh, at the top of someone's life in that way. Um, because honestly, only God could, only God should be there. Only your father should be there. Um, but also it's just such an unhealthy thing to, to continue to try to please someone when you're not loving yourself. And honestly, what that showed was I was just non in a, in a, in a, a spot of loving myself as a person and being okay with who I was. And in order to try to get that, uh, the validity and get that, that approval, I was seeking it from somebody else. Yeah. And people, human beings are always going to fall short, man. Mm -hmm. And you know that, right? But it's like, we have our imperfections and that's what makes us so great. You know, kind of like our little things that are quirks and our kinks and stuff, like things that people look at and they're like, oh my gosh, I love, you know, that he has <laughs> this or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and I think like, if we look at human beings always as like, you need to follow scripture to the T. I, I want you to be perfect. I, just because you're attractive, now I want you to have all these other characteristics and traits. It's like, they're always gonna fall short and we're always gonna be disappointed. Mm. And I think like looking at God and just being like, that is the one person that has always been a constant in my life. Yeah. Regardless of if I wanted him there or not, you yeah. know, he's been there since the beginning. So that's one thing that, that in a relationship, imagine a girl not having a relationship with that you know, or a guy having, uh, you know, struggles with that. It's, you can have your struggles and you can have the things that you, you know, your shortcomings, but if there's not like already some sort of, you know, approach to want to understand Jesus, want to understand God, mm -hmm. it's tough to just like throw that in there early on in a relationship because they might feel like, you know, that other person might feel like we're pretty much just bombarding them with all this insight yep. and all this information instead of them finding it for themselves. I love that you brought that up. Let's talk about it for a second. I yeah. can change him. I can change yeah. her. What are your thoughts on that? Oof. Man, dude. <laughs> um, I feel like the only person that can change you yep. is yourself. Yep. So I think that if the circumstances are right mm. and if the situation deems it, you will change. Yep. But I do not want to ever, and I hope I don't ever, impose change on somebody else unless it's something positive that could be something like hey let's just kind of like shift focus here on the dishes or whatever it is right versus hey these are cornerstones of your life and these are things that you 
really, you know, believe and you really like stand for, let's switch those priorities up and let's change that. I feel like it builds so much resentment mm. um, over time for that other person. I, I agree with that. And I would say there are some things that are cornerstone that you just need going to non-negotiables and whatnot. Um, we both agree that a someone needs to be a Christian if they if they're going to be in a relationship with us. If we if we choose to be in a relationship with someone, we've already made that decision where like yeah. they need to be a Christian, they need to follow and that's Christ. That's our choice. Right. Yeah. Like that's something that everybody chooses, you yeah. know. I feel like there's so many different things. Like some people, you know, like this or some people like this. For us and from what we've seen from our lives, it's mm -hmm. kind of like that's something that we can't really debate. You know? Yeah. And and having don't get me wrong. Like everyone, people change and people can, like how you said, people need to want to change. Um, and, and can someone that doesn't maybe is not believer, believe in God. Um, absolutely heavens all the time. Um, it needs to be their choice though. And, and I think understanding that definitely will help in the future. Um, and then there, obviously there are going to be some things that, um, you guys might not necessarily agree on, but that's where it comes to like, does this person check your boxes? Cause when you get into that realm, I think you're, you're in a losing battle. Um, yeah. define what are your non-negotiables and then be okay with the things that aren't your non-negotiables. Cause no one's going to be perfect for you. And at the end of the day, you're not even, someone might check your boxes. Then you can spend time with that person. And they're actually not even the person you want to be with. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It happens all the time, dude. And like, those non-negotiables are already like kind of like they're there and then all of a sudden you find out like i remember growing up i was like all right i have to even just date a girl that like speaks spanish or speaks another language mm. or whatever the case is and then i realized like later on i was like dude i can kind of practice that on my own like yeah. you know i can i can like focus on different things versus like having that as a non-negotiable in my head and i think it's really just like going back to our list or going back to kind of you know, whatever headspace that we that we were in when we made those decisions and looking at it and being able to say, okay, what are true non-negotiables? What are things that I need two feet to firmly stand on, you yep. know, versus having something to where it's like, okay, this girl has to have blonde hair. And then you start liking this girl that's a brunette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, what the heck? It's dude? like, wait a second, this yeah. isn't what I thought I needed. Like, exactly, man. <laughs> Trust me, we've been there, done that. So <laughs> I definitely get that. But yeah, man. So I love that. Just the non-negotiable aspect. All right. And then, so you're in a relationship right now and you've been there. It's how long has it been since you guys have been? It's, oh, it's, it's fairly new. It's going to kill me if she hears this. Uh -oh. um, it was January 5th. So okay. it's been like, yeah, a month and a couple weeks. Okay. So you're you're in that new season right now where sure. y'all are are officially like boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, what are what do you feel like your steps right now? Just in the sense of like following God with somebody else in your life right now. Like how how is that going? And like I, I just want to get your perspective on that. Like sharing yeah. that relationship with somebody else. Great great thing is we both already built our own individual relationship mm. with God. So I love that, that was already kind of there. Um, but yeah, man, just being able to like obviously attend this church group that we're in uh, through my company and stuff. That's a huge plus. Being able to bring her to different events. She invited me to an event. Oh man, I'm gonna, I don't remember the name of the city. It was in, it was like near, um, oh my gosh, it's some city in Florida. It was like okay. North Florida. Okay. I can't recall, but like dude, Jacksonville area. No, 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 oh, no, no, okay, no, no, I know Jacksonville. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, dude, I can't, I can't remember the, the name of the city, tiny little town, but we went okay. to this event. Super cool, man. Oh, and we ended up just kind of exploring our faith there. Mm. Um, it was just kind of like a worship event to where you also, uh, got involved with, um, just like a bunch of guest speakers talking about our faith, a bunch of different things. So it gave me such a different perspective on 
you know, growing our religion through our faith too. And I think that's something that we've really just relied on, but it's long distance, so it's tough. Yeah. That's another factor, but being able to prioritize time with each other too, um, whether it's individual time to where, hey, we got a date night and it's freaking, what's it called? Um, You know, Valentine's Day or something, right? Let's just like spend a couple hours and just chatting and stuff and like catching up on our day. That to me gives me such a different um, viewpoint on, like our relationship, even when distance is such a huge factor. I love how you talked about, well, me and her both have our own relationships with God. Me and her are both solidified in our faith because when you're in a relationship, and I was just watching a sermon on this by Ben Stewart, he was talking about like when I'm bringing up marriage right now, but you you get the point. It's like two people become one. Like you, you need to be able to be like, it's, it's not two halves becoming one, right? It's two holes, two people becoming one in the sense of like, you need to solidify your own faith before you bring somebody else in. And, and you and your girlfriend are both very comfortable and content with where you are, where, where you individually stand with Christ, where it's like, okay, like we are prepared right now to be in a relationship. Now, because of that cornerstone, because of that, that foundation that y'all have built individually. Um, now real quick on that. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I think, dude, a great quote that I've heard has been, it's two independent people Mm. being in a relationship together Yes, and being dependent on the little things, taking out trash, you know, a couple little financial things here and there, but you're two independent people understanding each other, all your, you know, niche things that you like to do, the niche things that, you know, that other person likes to do, and then being able to say, okay, we can come together and actually, you know, come to terms with, with the big thing, which is the relationship in God. Amen. Amen. I love that. Now, so y'all, y'all establish your own personal relationship with God. How have you, and you mentioned it a little bit, let's elaborate on a little bit. So you mentioned how you guys just went to this, this, thing in, in Florida where y'all spend time with each other. And that was like a whole, a whole Christian, um, um, get together. Are, are there little things that y'all do throughout the day where it's like, Hey, I, I'm keeping my faith and you're keeping your faith. Let's, let's keep our faith together and let's do this together. Dude. I definitely believe in just kind of spot checking different things too Ooh. throughout the day or just sporadically like, you know, updating different things. And, um, one thing that we do is I'm trying to think during the, during the week, it's a little bit harder just to kind of like talk about, you know, different things, but we'll end the night with prayer, you know, really we do, man. That's yeah, so it's, cool. it's pretty, you know, it's at first it was a little bit uncomfortable you oh, know, for, for, sure. for both of us probably because it's like through the phone, we're trying to figure it out, whatever. But then over time it just becomes so natural, you know, and you're able to just, it's like, we, we alternate. So she'll pray, I'll pray. And we'll just kind of like go back and forth there. But it gives the night, it it like puts a little cap on the night, you know? I love that. Um, I think that's something that is a daily just kind of affirmation or daily routine that we we choose to do. And we're kind of like complimenting each other in a way during the prayer, but also talking about things that we struggled with uh, throughout the day and stuff too, so... Dude, I love that being real and just just incorporating prayer together is such a powerful and, fo- and such a special thing. I don't have that right now. But oh, you're praying by yourself, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, exactly, yeah. bro. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I just think that's so special. And listening to you, I think, and I hope other people are able to get this as well. It's like, hey, when that season, if you're single right now, when that season of being in a relationship with another person um, comes into into effect and, and then becomes like your current season, it's like maybe I I want to do this. I want to. I'm listening to Paul right now, and it makes me think like, oh, I want to do that as well. Yeah, dude, it's it's been a long journey, guys. So whoever's listening, and if you guys need any sort of kind of like guidance, motivation, whatever, 
I learned along the way. So yeah. it wasn't, all the answers weren't there from the beginning. It took me a lot of trial and error. It took me a lot of different ways of just going about things my way and then coming up short and failing. But now that, you know, I'm kind of, I've shifted my focus, I've shifted, you know, my mentality with everything. It's really given me more of a faith-based relationship. Mm. And dude, there's gonna be times where you do not wanna pray. Yeah. You know, you do not wanna just kind of like read the Bible like we talked about a little bit earlier, but the consistency and the discipline, as as, as much as your discipline going to work, yeah. or as much as your discipline with a gym or yes. whatever kind of habitual routine you have, it gives us a different perspective when we're disciplined with God and we've seen the reward from it. I want to share something. Yeah. Um, so, I, and I talked about this in a previous episode. Um, I was always scared to talk about God when it came to my work because um, I didn't want other people to judge me. It was kind of a touchy subject for me. It was just something I wasn't prepared to fully embrace in my everyday life. So when we go to church, it is, hey, don't only include Jesus on Sundays, include Jesus every day. And I brought up, I had a one-on-one with my director. Um, and I brought up my faith in God because she was asking me about like my podcast or whatever. And I explained that to her. She asked me if I knew a band and um, it, it was Need to Breathe. And yeah, well, do you know who Need to Breathe? I, love their, I did love not know who Need to yeah, Breathe was. Cool. So she mentioned this when I was going through my, my hard, hard time when it came to my faith last year. Um, she mentioned the band to me, but I never looked it up and I never understood who they were. She mentioned it, it to me again after I told her about the podcast. And I looked them up and that's when I realized that they were a Christian band. I was like, I was scared to talk about um, my, my faith in Christ this entire time when in reality, my, my director, like her favorite band that, that she was so excited to attend a, a concert in Florida with, was is a Christian band. And I, I had no idea and it just blew my mind. So what I wanted to, moving forward with what I wanted to say was, I just think it was so cool that you made the decision to include God in your company so much to basically start a group where um, you got people together that had the exact same opinions or may not same opinions, but the same faith as you. And that's really, really cool, dude. Dude. Yeah. It, it took a little bit of just kind of, we went through, we tried to go through the culture. We mm. tried to go through energy. We tried to go through a couple different routes and it wasn't working. So really? It was very easy, man. And these are kind of like the situations where you can give up, right? And yes. you can just kind of like go through it and say, no, you know what? It's not worth it. It's what not. made you keep going? Dude, we knew that this was the right thing to do. And we knew that there were Christians in our company that were ecstatic about it, that were um, were enthusiastic about just kind of like talking about their faith in a work environment. So got our VP on board, man. And um, I love that. And we ended up just kind of like going through it. And now we meet regularly. We go weekly. We'll have, you know, 30, 45 minute sessions in. Mm -hmm. And every single person on that call has talked, whether it's on the call, because we'll do it sometimes um, with people online, like via Zoom or whatever it is. Yeah. And then we'll have people in person. But everybody's talked. Everybody's kind of divulged something that they're they're passionate about or how their relationship with God has changed. So it's been it's been a you know a journey, but now like we're really reaping the rewards and seeing the results bro i love that so i'm gonna try to do that i'm gonna try it i don't out, know man. if it exists i don't think it does but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to start it let's, yeah. let's see what happens this is gonna Keep be updated, a, yeah. yeah this is gonna be a, 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 a to be continued um <laughs> um aspect of this conversation i the last thing i want to end with is um i just want to know i'm just curious what your own personal next steps are, whether that be with the relationship, not, not necessarily like, oh, this specific relationship, like yeah. what's gonna happen after that, but like, what is your priority right now? And, and like, what are you focusing on, on right now? Dude, I, 
it is so easy for me to go in and just give you 30 different answers because I am the, one of the most analytical people I know and I just love like <laughs> thinking about the future progressively, trying to think about things. For me, it's really staying in the present right now mm, and amen. just trying to be patient with um, whether it's like shifting roles within my company, whether it's going up, you know, within my current role, whatever it is, man, I'm really just kind of saying, I'm gonna focus on what I need to do and my day to day and what I can accomplish you know, with my relationship more along the lines of like, let's wait, let's try to, you know, let's try to enjoy the times that we have separate yes. so we can enjoy those times that we're together a lot more. Yes. Um, because the last thing you want to do is in a relationship, that person be in a different city, different state, whatever the case is. And then they're missing out on their own personal life and they're missing out on their kind of accomplishments or whatever they want to do. Um, that they've already fabricated on their own, right? Yep. Um, so I don't want to take that away from anybody. I want to. I want it to be. You live your life there. I'm going to live my life here. We can both interconnect, and we're going to have time to be able to talk and and update each other. But at the end of the day, just be able to kind of you know be in the present, focus on the moment, and try to accomplish whatever we can now. The enemy tries to draw in our head that we want what we don't have. Yep. So whether it be marriage oh when you're single all you could think about is being married and this isn't everyone but this is a lot of people when when you're single all you could think about is being married and then when, when you finally get that then all of a sudden not that you don't you want to be single but like your priorities shift as to what are the things that you don't have right now and i love that you said i'm going to embrace the present and i'm and, and i want my partner to embrace the present and just just love and appreciate what they have in this current time. And then when we spend time with each other, we're going to, we're going to love and appreciate that time as well. That's so powerful, dude. And I think that's something that we all need to remember. Dude. Yeah. Over time, like I said, I try to think about the future all the time. So that's kind of a goal right now, just to really reel it back. Right. And then just be like, dude, I need to focus on what I'm doing right now because this day will never happen again. Yes. So absolutely paul thank you so much dude, for being on dude this is me, awesome nick i love what you're doing man it's awesome dude so i appreciate you having me bro and i'm excited to kind of keep this journey going with you yes sir thank you well brother